Hello, 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 Charmers. Hey, Charmers. Welcome into another episode of You Got It, Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so very much for joining me. I'm so excited to get into this week's episode. Um, for those of you who are new, I have to give you the disclaimer <laughs> or the rundown before 1-1. For those of you who are new, welcome in. Thank you for joining me. Be sure to share this podcast with two people, two people that are near and dear to your heart because it will bless them. Not just this episode, but episodes in the past and episodes in the future. Whenever you find this, you are meant to find it. Don't think it's strange. It is divinely appointed for us to encounter one another right now in this moment. Miss Charm School podcast was created for women in transition, women who are in their queendom, women who are leaving womanhood and are in their queendom or transitioning in their queendom. And I have episodes on your queendom, part one and part two, um, prior to this episode. So go feel free to go check those out to learn more about what it is and what it means to be in your queendom versus what it means to be in your womanhood. And for those of you who need something less spiritual, (laughs) Miss Charm School Podcast is simply created for women in transition out of their singleness into committed uh, covenant relationship with another human being. So women who are in their queendom are not just responsible for themselves, but they are responsible for nations. They're responsible for a household. They're responsible for others. Their decisions don't just impact themselves. Their decisions impact others. And so that is who Miss Charm School podcast is created for. And so thank you so much for those of you who are new, who are here, because you are divinely appointed to be here in this place and in this time, because you are entering into your queendom. And this is something that you need uh, deposited within your soul, your spirit, your heart, and your mind to continue to step into your uh, prophecy and your profit and your prosperity in your queendom. So thank you so much for joining me. And for those of you who are returning, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I just, I don't know, y'all. I just got that through. Remember that song from Mace? I'm definitely going to play that today. Anywho, welcome back. You know the drill. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Make sure you stay hydrated. Get you something real sexy to sip on. I'm not sipping on anything right now. I pulled out some cold water, um, but I haven't opened it and made it all cute and fancy and cut some kiwi and some strawberries and all that sexy stuff or put some mint leaves in my water. So right now, I'm parched. (laughs) And I encourage you not to be to go ahead and get you some libation, some water, some wine, whatever it is, whenever you are finding this podcast, go ahead and relax. And thank you so much for joining me. Welcome into a different space for me. I'm not in the office. I'm not in my uh, traditional sacred space. I am uh, visiting someone and created a sacred space in their space (laughs) and um and even that is encouragement for someone I just feel that right now like even if you're not in your home or you're not around your things where you have your spiritual practice and every woman in their queendom must have a spiritual a daily ritual spiritual practice or if you're on vacation as you're listening to this as I'm kind of on vacation Make sure that you carve out time for your spiritual practice and make a sacred space. You are a sacred temple, and so your sacred space is with you wherever you go, um, physically dwelling within your being. But make sure you carve out a space that is just carved out for you and God to spend time uh, to commune with one another and talk with one another in relationship, right? Because um, 
think about your friends or think about your lover, your husband, uh, your family. Relationship is talking on the phone. It's sometimes holding hands. It's sometimes hugging. It's crying with other people. It's holding space for other people. It's getting up and going to visit people. It is people coming to visit you. It's cooking meals for others. It's going out and having creating memories with other people, creating other memories in home. It's spending time. It's giving gifts. It's doing acts of service. It's all these different things, right? And so if you can understand that in your physical relationships, how much more in your spiritual relationship uh, with the source of all that is, where your dreams come from, where you come from, who has all the answers to all of your questions uh, is source. And so it's important to spend that quality time and create memories with source. And honestly, uh, I have something else completely to talk about, but I'm being led to talk about this right now. I'm actually being stretched in my relationship with God um, and spending time with God and expanding what that actually means. I think traditionally for those of us who are Christian and grew up traditionally in the church, we see spending time with God as prayer, typically, or spending time with God as going to church. And yes, those are things to do or watching church online, right? I'm carving out this time with God or I have my daily Bible time with God. And those are all wonderful things to do. But I also realized that if we're made in the image of God, um, there are things that you enjoy here on earth and that you enjoy doing by yourself. And then there are things that you enjoy doing with others. So think about dancing, for example. And if you love to salsa dance or I love to samba um, or anything, you know, let's think about a tango or anything that's a partner dance if you love dancing, right? Or let's say you love going out to the club, you love to dance and have a good time and socialize with people, which I definitely love to go out and socialize with people. Guess what? Maybe that's how God wants to interact with you too. And so I've been expanding my definition of spending time with God. So sometimes I literally dance with God. I turn on some music and I just dance with God. Sometimes I sing with God. Sometimes I play music with God. Um, sometimes I socialize and just have a conversation. It's not prayer. It's just talking. Sometimes it's venting. Sometimes it's getting things off my chest, you know, just like I would spend that quality time with another human being. So uh, I want to encourage you to expand your definition of what it means to spend time with God, because the reality is if you believe like I do, that God is omnipresent everywhere and all powerful, all knowing and you know, there's nothing that's hidden from God that has to do with your life. Your life is wide open. God sees the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Knows the numbers of hairs on your head, even those that have fallen out over the entire decades of your existence. Then when you're in those other spaces, God is still present because God is aware of it. There's nothing that can separate you from God. Nothing that can separate you from God's presence, um, except in the end, in the final days, okay, when you are officially disconnected from God. But in this life, while you're breathing, if you're breathing, there's nothing you can do to escape God's love. God is love, and, and the love of God is always with you, even in the dark, dark, darkest moments of our lives. The love of God is still present, even when we feel in the flesh that it's not. So there's literally nowhere you can go <laughs> to hide from God. And there is literally a scripture that says that even if I make my bed in hell, you are there. Um, and so there's there's nowhere you can go. There's nothing that will separate you from the love of God. And so anyways, I'm saying that to say I've been currently practicing expanding 
my relationship with God. So when I work out, when I'm stretching, I'm thank you, God. And uh, I literally turn on music and not even always worship music, y'all. Sometimes I turn on I Love Anointed by Miguel. Okay, I know. I know. Yes, I play that song and I dance with God. And um, and it's wonderful. I used to and I didn't realize what I was doing way back when in college, but I, I used to love I still do. But I really used to love one plus one when it first came out by Beyonce. And the first time I heard it in earphones, playing it in a small little closet of a room when I lived in Oak, uh, South Berkeley, California. And uh, when she hit us with the if I ain't got nothing, I don't give a damn because I got you just every single word to that song made me feel like how I love my creator just when I ball up my fist I realize I'm laying right next to you even when I get angry I realize I'm laying next to love I realize I'm laying next to all there is that I would die for you that I that I am you you are me and that's it that's the love we have and um Anywho, so I didn't even realize, but now when I reflect back, reflect back on it, I've always, I didn't understand what I was doing, but I've always had these moments with God that were like unconventional, non, and unconventional in the sense of like not going to a physical church and actually, you know, sitting in the sanctuary and worshiping God in a formal corporate practice. And there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, I just want to encourage you to expand how you walk and hold hands, I think is more intimate, how you hold hands with the number one person to have relationship with, which is source, God, the creator, Jesus, uh, whatever name um, you associate with. Those are the names that I use. Jesus, God, source, creator, uh, all that, all there is. I am all there is. Um, and these are the things that I do. And I've been practicing to expand holding hands with God dancing with him, laughing with him, talking with him. Another thing I shared in an episode um, in the past, and also again, just to clarify, I'm saying him out of tradition, <laughs> okay? So I know that some people are very sensitive about that, but I specifically am using him just out of my upbringing and culture. I do believe that God is above gender, and I've said that before in a previous podcast, but in case somebody would like to nitpick that, there you go. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I just want to encourage you to expand that. And even I talked about in the previous episode, respect, respecting God. And uh, I was really challenged in a book that I read called Love and Respect by Egridge, Dr. Egridge. And E-G-G-R-I-C-H-S, something like that, I think. Y'all can look it up. Okay, Love and Respect is the book. And after reading the chapter that he, the chapters with an S that he had for wives about their husbands, I realized that, and I know from studying it biblically, that marriage is a reflection of, of the earthly, is an earthly reflection of the individual relationship with us human beings and God, that uh, marriage is so powerful. It was created by God to reflect the one-on-one -on -one relationship between the believer and the creator. And this is another reason why this podcast is so important to me because there's so much distortion in marriage. There's so much warfare against marriage. People aren't, a lot of marriages aren't making it in the United States in particular, you know, 50% almost. And, but then on the flip side, 50% are making it, right? So 
that's the positive and then try not to turn ourselves to the negative so much but there is you know uh, marriage is work and there I do believe in this generation there is um, a high level of distortion of marriage I think people want to try it and and still have some level of hope but we're trying to be smarter than our parents maybe or smarter than the generations before us and there's a lot of things I think that have gotten confused and whatever um, which is another reason why I was motivated to do this podcast and stay consistent with it because there's so much to be distracted by in our current culture Ooh, that was a mouthful but on the flip side uh respect when I was really learning about respect and the male the way God created men to be wired to uh, have honor and to have respect and God wired women to have unconditional love and I realized that I live in a culture that talks about love 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 so much we talk about marriage we talk about relationships and we really focus on the love aspect but we don't really focus on the respect aspect and we don't really focus on male the male wiring need for unconditional respect And when I started to study this and open my mind to it, I realized that God also, if if this if earthly marriage is a reflection of the supernatural relationship that I have with the creator, then God doesn't just need my outpouring of love. God also wants to see my respect, also wants to see my obedience, also wants to see my submission, also wants to see my yes without question. When I have faith, crazy faith, blind faith, where I say, yes, I'm going to pursue you. And I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm just going to take a leap of faith. Ooh, this is such a good transition to what I want to talk about today. And so I've been really trying to practice as well with expanding my walk with God. I've been really forcing myself to really pay attention to respect and obedience and these more, let's say, masculine characteristics of the creator that the creator longs to see for me, longs to see my submission, longs to see my my yes, longs to see my yes without a question of like, well, what about this? Longs to see my my faith and my confidence and my trust completely that he got me, you know? And even referring to God as he, he got me is a beautiful statement I realize now because there's so much warfare around and in, in, there's so much, let me say, counterculture today around women being self-sufficient and having our own, which is wonderful. I'm a product of it. I've said that before. But, you know, and even our parents taught us, both of our parents taught us, you know, have this, have that, go for it, go for your dreams, blah, 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 right? But this podcast specifically is for women who are entering into marriage um, or are married. And so you, like me, desire that connection with another human being, with a man here in earth. And so to have the language in uh, religious culture of he got me and trusting that completely, are we able to even turn that level of trust to an earthly man? Ooh, culture would say, no, no, sis, always have that like one eye open. Or culture would say, I'll give it to a man once he shows me he's worthy of it. Ooh, well, God and our in my personal relationship, I don't know about your relationship with God, but my relationship with God, oftentimes I'm asked to take a step not knowing what the full plan is. I'm asked to take leaps without even knowing, you know, what I'm I've, I'm asked to give and sow thousand dollar seeds and not even really knowing where that money is going to come back to me from or how it's going to come back into my life multiplied, but just knowing in confidence and in faith that it will come back. And if 
that is a way to show honor and respect to God, the creator, who has an indwelling of both masculine and feminine qualities and above that because he created us in the reflection of him. So he has to be greater than who we are. Then how much more does the earthly man need that level of, I would say love, but respect from you? And so I really stretched myself in, in, in trying to understand this and trying to show God a deeper level of respect and reverence and honor for me. And also allowing that relationship to be pruned and perfected in that way so that when I have relationships with the earthly men in my life, I also show them a level of easy, natural, without thinking honor and respect that I know fuels them. And so that kind of segues into, that was such a mouthful, take the gems, okay, because they were flying. That goes into what I want to talk about in this particular episode, which I really wanted to talk about um, love versus fear. And I'm going to start with a scripture today. I'm going to start with a, I'm going to start with a scripture today, and the scripture is, First, excuse me, Second Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind or self-control or self-discipline. And I wanted to talk about this because um, I was celebrating over the weekend, a quick little holiday, and <laughs> I was torn. I, I was sitting at home like, oh, I don't want to sit at home for a holiday and do nothing. And I really wanted to go have a barbecue and go be with people that I love, that love me and just have a great time. And, you know, the connections of where I was at, like, I just, I was feeling like it was not going to happen. Lo and behold, I manifested an opportunity for it to happen in another state that I could drive to. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go do it. My belly, like, even as I say it now, I was getting such good butterfly feelings, like all of the like, yes, like the internal gut, like rumble of yes, this is going to be so good. And so I went and it was awesome. And then um, in going, it meant turning down and disappointing someone who had, you know, scheduled me in to make plans for um, for one of those days of the three-day weekend. And I told myself, you know, I'm not going to be able to make it. I know I'm not going to be able to make it. And I, long story short, I struggled with my no. And I realized after I said, okay, God, because I ended up leaving the city I was in, I dropped everything. I didn't want to disappoint the person. So I drove back to my hometown and then I didn't meet up with the person anyway. And I understand how they may have been thinking. And so, you know, who's going to sit around and wait for me all day? You know, I get that. But um, I, I remember sitting at home being like, this is exactly what I wanted to avoid. I didn't want to sit at home with all these days off with nothing to do and no one to hang out with. Um, and I knew that that was going to happen, which is why I went to the other town in the first place. And then I ended up like countering myself and going back, trying to appease someone who was perhaps frustrated with me or disappointed with me or inconvenienced by me and 
trying to fix that, I ended up manifesting exactly what I didn't want. I didn't see the person anyway. We didn't end up meeting up and hanging out. And then I was at home by myself with, you know, without the laughter, without the barbecue, without all the things that I had really wanted. When if I would have just stayed where I was, I would have had all those things. And then to add on to that, I also like left stuff at my friend's house in another state. (laughs) So like pairs of shoes and stuff like that in a rush of trying to get back to my hometown. So, or where I live. So anyways, and then it was like a four hour drive and four hours back, four and a half hours. So a total of almost 10 hours on the road for like less than 24 hours in a town with someone just to have one day of fun. And then the rest of my weekend, I was literally by myself every single day until I went back to work, which is what I was trying to avoid. So at the end of it, I said, you know what, God, what is the lesson in this? You know, what was I supposed to learn? And what God gave me is not to have a spirit of fear. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And that's really the message I wanted to share today is that you know, some of you may have no problem. Like, nope, I don't feel like it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going. And they'll deal with it and they'll get over it. I'm not that person. (laughs) I really, really care about the people that I say I care about. If I don't care about you, that's one thing. But if I really say I care about you, I struggle with disappointing people. Because to me, word is bond. And if I give my word to someone, I do my best to try to come through on that word. And I'm realizing that sometimes it's just not possible or sometimes things change. And I've learned to give myself grace, but I still feel massively uncomfortable when I can feel that someone else is uncomfortable with me or someone else is frustrated with me that I really love and care about. It actually really bothers me. And I and then I can get into this mode of like, okay, well, oh, let me fix it. And that's what happened. <laughs> let me fix it. Let me try to fix it. And in doing that, I got exactly what I did not desire, which was multiple days by myself feeling lonely. And the reason why I decided to leave my state to go hang out with my girlfriend in another state for the three-day weekend was because that whole week I was really battling loneliness and I was having very dark thoughts and, you know, um, it was crucial for me to get out of the house, crucial, because I was honestly having suicidal thoughts and just like, I don't want to be in the house by myself. I'm so tired. I have nothing to do. All I do is work. My life is work. (laughs) My coworkers are like my besties, but then they go home to their real lives. And then I go home to being by myself. I have no dog, no pet, pet, no plants, no nothing. (laughs) And so um, it was a really tough week. So when I woke up and decided I'm going to go drive four and a half hours to be with my friend, it was really because I was kind of on life support. And following love versus following fear is honoring yourself. And this is a real lesson that I went through. And, you know, I, I recognize that there are people that are listening to this where this may not be a struggle for you. But I'm I'm being led to share it um, because it is going to resonate with many of you. Choose love. That's the lesson that I learned. I asked God, what is the lesson? What was that? What am I supposed to learn? And God said, choose love. Choose love. Sometimes I can be, some people would call it people pleasing. 
but it's more so yeah I guess it's a level of people pleasing but it's also it's more so like I feel uncomfortable when the people I love and care about feel uncomfortable with me and to try to fix it and make it happy I'll try to I'll try to fix it and make them happy I will inconvenience myself in order to make them happy and what I'm realizing is I have to one be stronger in my no and stronger in my yes and my yes be yes and my no be no and I'm really good at that with work but when it comes to intimate relationships um, I feel a little bit different but also even though I know that about myself and I don't think it's a terrible quality um, because oftentimes it's very appreciated by the people in my life who love me and care about me but I'm also learning the balance when you're in your queendom to also say no this makes me happy and I'm doing this for me because it's fulfilling a deep need for me right now in this season who was battling suicidal thoughts this week now the person I disappointed they don't know all that we don't even talk like that nobody knows that I'm sharing that in this podcast even my friend I went to go visit doesn't know that I was battling that kind of heavy darkness that week but it was important for me um to really follow love and not fear because when you make decisions out of fear you end up doing what I did dropping everything to try to well I'm fearful that this person's going to be disappointed or upset with me or I'm going to lose a friend or they're never going to talk to me again and there's been so many times in my life where I've done things where I've denied my inner voice because of fear of well, what if the person feels like this? Or what if they don't mess with me, F with me anymore? Or what if, you know, they hate me or talk bad about me? And I'm realizing, forget it. Your inner peace matters. Your voice matters. And sometimes that means temporarily disappointing others in your world and in your life. And if they decide to permanently be discontented with you, that is their personal decision. Because I kept telling myself the whole weekend, now with my friend who I'm fearful is going to not be my friend anymore, would they drop what they're doing if they were five hours away to come see me? They, I guarantee you they would not. And, you know, that's why I said I recognize there are people listening to this who like, this is not an issue for you. But for me, it really is. And it has, well, I'll say it has been because I'm aware now so I can step on top of uh, the past and take an ownership of it. But that's really the message that I want to come with you, come to you with today is to follow love and not fear. When you have thoughts of fear, like, well, I wonder if my boss is going to, you know, I don't, I don't want to get fired if I tell them that this is past my capacity or I don't want to work on this project. No, tell them no and say it with a smile and honor your inner voice. If you know you don't want to do something with a lover in your life or you don't want to put up with a particular type of behavior from someone you're trying to talk to or you know but you're like well I don't have you know you have these thoughts of fears I don't have anybody else and if I don't do it then if your inner voice is saying you need this for your own sanity your own healing your own whatever then allow yourself to say yes. And for me who doesn't like to argue, yell, get mad, have emotional outbursts, it's also saying yes to that. It's also saying yes to crying sometimes in front of someone or having an emotional outburst or maybe even cursing someone out and then saying sorry later. Now, I'm not saying go just act a fool just because, you know, have some self-control. That scripture also says he's giving you a spirit of power, love, 
a sound mind and self-control, okay? So I believe that that's important as well. But sometimes you have to allow the emotion, like you have to allow you to live and to breathe and you're a human who's working through things and everybody doesn't know everything that you're dealing with. And so I just want to encourage all of us to honor our voice in a deeper way by changing honor our voice to follow love. Follow love. Love yourself truly. Love yourself truly because if you don't love yourself, no one else did. I dropped everything and drove back and my friend had went about their business as they should have, (laughs) you know, but they were not concerned about dropping everything or or discontinuing their new plans to see me. And I knew that before I got on the road, and yet I did it anyway because I wanted to show something about my character. But in doing that, I put myself in a position of stepping kind of back into that place of potential depression, which was what I was attempting to shake out of. And so that's my message today is to follow love and not fear. Don't allow thoughts of fear to creep in and cause you to, you know, say, okay, well, I'll go ahead and date this person because I'm fearful that I'll never meet someone or I'll go ahead and work this job because I'm fearful if I quit my job and move to Paris that I'll fall on my face and you won't fall on your face. And if you do fall on your face, that's the worst. Think of it. What's the worst that can happen? Okay, I move there and I fall on my face and I have to come back. Okay, cool. You can come back. At least you went and did it. The upside is that everything actually works out. The upside of not staying committed to someone just because you're ready to be in a relationship and you don't know who else is available, you know, and maybe it could work. Mm. The upside is that you actually, right after you deny that person, your husband is right around the corner. You can't even see your husband because you're distracted trying to give yourself to someone who is a five on your list of 10 things. So I just want to encourage you to follow love, listen to yourself, follow love, shrink the voices of fear within your brain, and do the things that make your soul and your spirit feel like they are alive and that you are truly living and breathing and honor your voice, honor your inner voice, honor your needs, honor what is going to fuel you and and make you feel like you're alive. When I was on that drive to see my girlfriend four and a half hours away, I felt alive and I hadn't felt alive that whole week. I just was going through the motions every day, going to bed, like restless and angry and almost like frustrated with myself every day. When I got on the road and I decided, you know, 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, you know what, I'm gonna go drive and see my friend and just get out of my house. I felt alive. I smiled, I think, the whole drive down because I was doing something that my soul needed. I was saying yes to me, only to less than 24 hours later, allow a phone call to make me feel like, oh my God, well, I can't disappoint them. Let me let me say no to me to say yes to them. And they went about their life, sis. <laughs> and so I asked God, what is the lesson? And he shared with me, follow love and not fear. That's what I want to share with you today. So God bless you all. I love you. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.